Praise God, praise God, praise God. Thank you. Thank you for the love. Thank you for um, having me here with my wife. And truly, this is our second home. And it's uh, a place that we, we find easy uh, to feel comfortable. And that's probably a good sign, isn't it? When, when you know that you're comfortable somewhere, you know, that's, that's a good sign that you're settled. Father God, I thank you for this is the day that you have made. And therefore we shall rejoice in you. Father, I thank you for this church. I thank you for this movement. I thank you for the vision that you blazed upon Sujif's heart. I thank you, Father, for no weapon fashioned against us here will prosper. Father, I thank you that even as that song was going, Lord God, I know that you are right now. You have won, Jesus, you have won, but at the same time, you are fighting battles. Battles in time, battles of the mind, battles in the heart, battles of, 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 of fatigue, battles of tiredness, battles of weariness, battles of all kinds of different challenges and elements and enemies. And it's you who's doing the work. So I want to thank you in advance for every victory you have secured for today. Because victory is our portion. We go from victory to victory, from healing to healing, from breakthrough to breakthrough, from solution to solution. This is our portion as children of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. I'm going to dive into the word. But before I do... uh, I just want to to say that throughout the service, you may find that um, I end up speaking another language. So most of you, uh, I assume, are believers, but there might be some of you that don't quite know what I'm talking about. And as Christians, one of the things that God gives to those who want to receive it is is the gift of tongues as he fills us with his spirit. And basically... It's a language that God on the inside can communicate to God above through you. Amen? And it's, a, it's you could just imagine a president speaking to another president. The conversation will be different too if a president just rocks up and initiates conversation with you. It's not as if you're going to speak to his level. He's going to speak to your level. If he starts telling you things about national affairs and he asks your advice, you'll be like... <laughs> Uh, with Russia, mm, not quite sure what to do there. You know, he's not gonna. He, but he'll come to you and he'll say, you know, how's your how's your day? Well, you know, how's your family? Where do you live? He'll, he'll he'll ask questions to come down to your level. Tongues is nothing more than it, well, it's like one president speaking to another. It's God on the inside of you through your spirit speaking to God above about all sorts of powerful things, things that you may not be aware of in your mind. So. I love tongues. I speak it often, and throughout this service, just uh, just warning you, it may it may happen probably very quickly actually. So uh, just so that you are aware, amen. But it's for your good, it's for our good, and I believe that God is going to do great things this morning. I want to talk about um, first slide agreeing with God today. Agreeing with God, agreeing with God. God is looking for people who will agree with him. And it's easier said than done, but it is possible because the Bible says, in fact, in in the word of God, it says, I can do all things through who? 
Christ Jesus who strengthens. And he is in you to strengthen you so that you can do all things. Say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Okay, next slide. So, one thing that stands out in the Bible, this is probably one of my favorite verses. I mean, it actually says, as he is, but the he is referring to Jesus. So I like this kind of. And it says, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. That's phenomenal. It's not saying as Jesus was. Because how many of you know that who Jesus was before he died and who Jesus is now, there is a difference. There is a difference. If you consider Jesus when he was um, talking and walking with his disciples, you know, and uh, he's sharing with them and they can see him and there's, he was in one place at one time physically. There's that. He, he became like us in every way, the Bible says. Amen? He limited himself to, be, to, to, to being in a body so that he was at one place at one time. The Bible says, actually, John was the, 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 the disciple that Jesus loved. And there were times when John would lean in onto Jesus. But then if you look and consider in the, in the Isle of Patmos, where now John, this is many years later, Jesus has ascended into heaven. He's on an island for his faith. And he sees visions. And Jesus appears to him. And when Jesus appears to him, the Bible says his eyes are like fire. The Bible says that there was a double-edged sword coming out of his mouth. The Bible says of him is that his hair was as white as wool, and the sound of his voice was like rushing waters. Now, how many of you know this is... <laughs> the Bible says John was, he was terrified, petrified. He was like... Because it's a different... Can we see now? Yeah? This Jesus. And the Bible says, as Jesus is... So are we in this world. This is what God is saying about you and I and us who believe in him. Slide three. So the question I wanted to pitch today is is from a verse in the Bible where God is saying in Isaiah chapter 53 verse 1, Who has believed our report? He's looking and saying, who's going to believe our report? You know, you can go to a doctor and he can diagnose you and he can give you a report, right? You might go to, um, or it may be that you might have to submit a report. And reports are often uh, the sum total of an investigation, you know, something that you've looked into. You gather all the information together and you present it. And now this is a report. You might see on the news, according to research or according to new report, uh, report. Too much carrots are now bad for you, or too much, you know, this, or too little of that, and it seems to be changing every year, you know? It's just, it keeps you on your feet, like, well, what do I believe? And God is saying, who has believed our report? Who has believed? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? And I, want, I, I really want to stress this. I really want to convey this. That what God is saying of you isn't necessarily something that you can tangibly feel. Next slide. Isn't necessarily something 
that you can tangibly, you know, there is, in order for this to work, I, I feel like I need to break something down. Because there are, we, we, we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. And as you can see, there's three, there's three versions of an in, individual, but yet one. Funnily enough, we have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And there is something about the power of three. So when, it's, when Jesus is saying, as you are, now as, as Jesus is, now so are you, he's not talking about you in your physical body. Because you can look in the mirror and, you know, you're not having, your eyes don't look like, don't look like fire. There's no sword coming out of your mouth. There's, you know, your hair is not white as wool. Um, Maybe if you're a bit older, there could be something there. But um, I mean, I don't really have much hair myself. So, like, we, we have to really break it down so that you understand that he's not referring to your body, which is the physical aspect of who you are. And he's not referring to your soul, which is the combination of your, your mind and your emotions and, and, and your personality and your will. He's going deeper than that. He's going to a place that is hidden, but yet exists. He's going to a part of you that without that part of you, in fact, the real you, should I say, your body wouldn't even be able to function. The Bible actually says that as the spirit is without the body, so faith without works is dead. And what he's saying is, actually, when your spirit leaves the body, your body can't function. It's dead. So this is probably, it's not just, this is the most important, important part of your being is your spirit. It's your spirit. The breath of God on the inside of you. And I, I'm telling you, if for those of you who know me, I'm sure you tell you, if there's one thing I love talking about, it's your spirit, man. It's your spirit, man. Because who you are in your spirit, ah, yeah, 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 it's far bigger. There's a man called Smith Wigglesworth, and he, he would often say, um, I think he would say something along the lines of, a great man of God, he passed away, but he moved powerfully in miracles. He would often say, I'm a thousand times bigger on the inside than I am on the outside. A thousand times bigger. I'm far bigger on the inside than I am what you can see of me. Next slide. So this, the, how, the, the question I want to, to, throw, to throw at you is, how do you know? How do I know? who I am in my spirit, which is what God is referring to when he's talking about as you are now, as Jesus is, now so are we. How do you know? You can't physically sense it. You would look in the mirror and you could physically see an image of you. It's not something that you can necessarily, you can't always feel it either. So it's not, it doesn't come from your emotions. The only way that you can always, the most reliable source, should I say, the most reliable anchor is the Word of God. God's Word is your mirror. Amen? Everyone say, God's Word is my mirror. God's Word is my mirror. So, so he's not talking about your, even if you just go, he's not even talking about your history. You know, if, I was to, if we were to really think about how you see yourself, how I see myself, how we see ourselves, often we fall into the arena of considering certain things. 
like our culture, our history, our experiences, our records, our achievements. I mean, you think about it, you know, when you introduce yourself to someone, you know, often that question is going to come sooner or later, and it's what do you do? <laughs> you know, you, you have to be prepared for that answer. What do you do? Because in this world, how people identify you is, well, one way they identify you is through what you do. So often the message is, I am what I do, which isn't true. And that's not how God sees you. So God is not considering any of those things to determine who you are. We just need to remember that. And he wants us to agree with him. Yeah? And there's a difference between agreeing with him and agreeing with the word, the world. So the real you isn't defined even by your effort or your hard work. That's another, that's another trap. Uh, I mean, some of you might, there might be some students here in year 11 or year 12 or 13 and that period of your life where the, the pressure is constant, GCSEs, GCSEs, A-levels, A-S, you know, um, university, you've got to get that, that 2-1 or maybe that first. And then there's this, you know, through the pressure of trying to, to, uh, to, to get a result based on your hard work, a lie is embedded. And that lie is I am as, I am as good as my results. So if I fail, I'm a failure. And if I pass, I'm amazing. And there's a trap on both sides. Because if you fall in a trap of thinking, oh, I did really well, I, I, I smashed it. You're welcoming pride. Sooner or later, the Bible says knowledge puffs up. Yeah? Because of what you know. But then on the other side of the spectrum, if you fail and flop then you can give permission for the enemy to condemn you. <laughs> so it's a lose-lose scenario. And this, the, 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 the lie is, I am what I accomplish, what I achieve, what I can produce. That is a lie from the pit of hell, interwoven through this society. You'll see it. And then many of us can, may, some of us may fall into the uh, comparison game. You know, the, the world of Instagram. I, I, I had to remove that, from, you know, from my phone. You just, you can just find yourself scrolling and you're opening Pandora's box and you're just, you're entering into a world, another world, another world and you don't even know where the time's gone but you're comparing yourself. And the Bible says, do not conform to the pattern. And all these things are different ways of trying to conform you to a particular pattern, a pattern of thinking, a pattern of speaking, a pattern of acting, a pattern of behavior. You know, and if you, you know, you know that, that, that scenario where you got like a triangle and you're trying to fit a little triangle into a, a circle, there's this the circle and it doesn't work, you know, it's just, that's what the world is trying to do to us. All human beings, the enemy's behind the scenes, and he will use things in this world to try to conform you. And it's, it's, when you're being conformed, it's uncomfortable, yeah, because it doesn't fit. It's, it's not for you. You're not 
you're not supposed to wear it. You are supposed to be everything God said you are. Amen? And there's a difference between being conformed and then being transformed, which is where you actually begin to become who you already are. (laughs) On the inside, the Bible says, Christ is in you, the hope of glory. So the real you is defined by the word of God. And unfortunately, we're in a situation where, okay, I'll use this example. If you get a fish, right, are you going to see a fish climbing a tree? Why? Sorry? It don't climb. It's not designed to climb. Its function is not, are you going to see, you know, a bird swimming deep in the ocean? Hmm? No, it's not designed to. Every single animal, every single species on this earth functions according to its design. Functions according to, to, to the way God made it, except human beings. Because what distinguishes us from them is, or they live by instinct, we have free will. And it's the free will that distinguishes us. We are the only beings that can intentionally choose not to live according to our function and our design and the way God made us. Because of the lie that has been interwoven into this world. The devil is, everyone say the devil is a liar. And today we're not believing him. Everyone say, I am. Everything God says I am. I have everything God says I have. I do everything God says I can do. All right, next slide. Next slide. So, the journey of discovering who you are, who I am, who we are. Now, one of the things that's really important, I mean, there's a whole number of different lists. There's, there's a list here. And this isn't enough. This does, there's far more to who you are than this. All right? Far, far, far more. But this is a starting point. And one of the things that we have to accept is everything that makes us like, for example, the light of the world, born of God, an overcomer, dead to sin, alive to God in Christ, a new creation, which is, which basically, which is basically a new type of species, never, never uh, um, unprecedented, huh? never seen never seen before, never experienced before, something new. So in order for you to accept this, you have to come to the, you have to come to the terms of accepting that I never qualify myself for this. I can never work my, I can never work my way into becoming this. I can never earn this. I, there's not, there is not, there is not enough of, what, of me in my effort, in my strength, in my goodness to become all of this. Yeah? You have, it's either all or nothing. 
You can't fall into the trap of saying, yes, I am blessed, but there's something I have to do to get the blessing. Yes, I, uh, you know, I am under grace, but there's something I have to do to get grace working. Yes, I am clean, but there's something I have to do to become clean. Do you understand? You can't fall in that trap. Because if you fall in that trap, essentially, you are, you are saying, God, what Jesus did for me is not enough. And I have to add something more. It's either all or nothing. Do you understand? And it's easier. And once you can accept this, then it becomes easier to begin to agree with God. But if there are some things that you could use struggle and say, ah, oh, but you know what? I don't feel clean. I don't feel holy. I don't feel well. What you're, what you're doing is you are attaching your identity not to who, you, who God says you are in your spirit, but something else, which the world is the, is the language of the world. You understand? It's the language of the world. But God, one of the things that he did when he filled his, his disciples with his spirit, what did he do? The first thing he did is he touched their tongue because he is very interested in what you have to say. Very, very interested. In fact, in the book of James, it says this. If you can keep your tongue in order, you're a perfect man. The tongue has the power to change the whole course of your life. One preacher said this, you can be hung by your own tongue. There are some, there are some things that God wants to bring into manifestation, and your, and your tongue is the very thing that's stopping it from from it materializing your tongue our tongue it can be a barrier <laughs> hmm? think about it there's that verse in isaiah it says no weapon fashioned against you shall prosper and every tongue that rises up but proverbs says the power of life and death is found where in the tongue in the tongue you have far more power in your tongue than than you can ever even imagine in fact the, 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 your, the experiences that you can experience in your life is connected to what can come out of your mouth. Your tongue. But when God wanted to create the world, what did he do? He spoke. You and I, we are the creators of our experiences today and tomorrow. What are we saying? Kalabasanta. What are we saying? In your beginning, which is every day when you get up, what are you saying? What's your narrative? What is the conversation that is taking place on, on the inside? D.D. Jakes, he said it this way, he put it, you have to deal with the enemy and your enemy. Because often the narrative that we have in our soul is, 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 is quite negative. And God wants to shift that so that we learn to get his word so in us that the narrative on the inside is what he is saying. If we can get this internally um, being expressed on the inside, our life would be different. Different in experience, different in what you're conscious of, different in what you walk in. 100% different. Hallelujah. So the way you discover who you are is first, number one, you look at Jesus. And how do you look at Jesus? You look at Jesus by looking at who he is in the word. Amen?
Hallelujah. Next slide. I'm going somewhere with this. In, the, in uh, Hebrews, it says that now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Now, one of the things that I remember reading this and realizing how this starts, now faith is. Now faith is. Everyone say, now faith is. Now faith is. Which tells me, faith is right now. Everyone say, faith is right now. Faith makes what is eternally true of you, which is the the, the spirit part of you, a present experiential reality. Faith it's, it's, it's what is, is, is the means that God has given you and I to connect to the substance. So you're in your spirit, there is substance. Yeah? Jesus, you are just like Jesus in substance and nature. And, the Bible, and, and what faith does, it can connect the substance of who you are in your spirit so that it can become something that materializes and manifests. It takes the nature of Jesus on the inside of your spirit so that it, it can become something that you can express. It takes what, what God has placed in your spirit and so that it can be released into your environment. Let me give you an example. An example is Peter. Peter and, and John, they're on their way to the... Um, to the temple and as they're on the way to the temple this is after jesus has raised was raised from the dead and now he's with his now they are moving in power the bible says that there was a man um at, at the gate called beautiful and he was lame and he looks up at them and he's asking for for money right and what do they say to him they say look at us and they said this silver and gold we do not have But what we do have, what I do have, I give. That's what he said. He had a revelation of what he had. But what he had wasn't in his physical body. What he had wasn't something he felt. What he had was in his spirit. And he was able to acknowledge it by saying, what I have, I give. What I have, I release. Now, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And he helped the man up. He, and the Bible says, when the man got up, his legs became strong. And, and he, he, he was lame for, I think it was his entire life, 40 years this was an amazing miracle. Someone who could never walk was able to get up because one man realized what he had. And what he had isn't something that doctors can find. Isn't something that scientists can find. Isn't something that anything in this world can find and locate to tell you this is what you have. What the world will tell you is what they can see. So what the doctor will tell you isn't a, isn't a lie necessarily if they say you have this. But it's just... A fact. It's just temporary. And there is an, it is just what I call an inferior reality. And if we all are living in a reality that's inferior, where on the inside of us, there is someone who's just like Jesus. Just like Jesus. Eyes full of fire. Sword in his mouth. Hair white like wool. Full of glory. Full of power. Full of light. 
and he's waiting to be expressed because his reality is ultimate reality. His reality is anchored in truth and truth trumps everything. Truth has the ability to set you free from a lie if you're believing it. And truth has the ability to cause a fact to change so that it conforms to the word of God. Truth trumps everything. And I'm sure that we are getting better at detecting lies, but it's the facts. It's the facts that <laughs> can get, can, can mess with us. The facts. Whose report will you believe? God goes so far as to say this, let God be true and every man a liar. Everyone a liar that contradicts what God has said, it's a lie. It's a lie. What, hang on a minute. What are you saying? Are you saying that, you know, what I'm feeling is a lie? Are you saying that what I'm experiencing is a lie? Are you saying that, what I'm saying is, I'm not denying the fact that you're experiencing it. <laughs> I'm not, because we all go through things. I'm not denying the fact that things happen in our life. But what I am saying is, what are you choosing to identify with? You know, one of the things that God said to Adam and Eve is he said, subdue the earth, which means keep it under. In a perfect world where there's no sin, he's saying subdue the world, subdue the earth. And the earth is made, what is your, what's your body made of? The dust of the earth. So you're saying Keep, your flesh is going to try and rise up. It's going to try and present contradictions. It's going to try and tell you things and convince you of things that aren't in line with my word. And you have to keep it under. You have to keep it under. You choose. We are the, we, you know, there, there's going to be information. This world, we're living in the age of information. There's going to be day after day. Experience after experience, opportunities for information to knock on the door of your heart. And as the guardian of your heart, because the Bible says, above all else, guard your hearts. We choose. Are we going to let it in? Because whatever you let in, you, you give permission for influence. Or are you going to shut the door and say, no, this isn't who I am. I'm going to subdue this. I'm going to keep it under. I choose not to identify with it. Amen? So, I want to share a testimony. Actually, uh, uh, this is my testimony. Growing up, I, in fact, when I was a kid, I had bronchitis and I had some serious breathing problems and I had my fair share of sickness growing up as well. Just different things. Not, not nothing major, but there were things. We all had, there were things that we all kind of faced. And when I stumbled into this revelation of identity and how things can begin to shift and change, I began to realize, actually, what I'm going through in my body isn't something I have to identify with. So I began to speak what God has said concerning me. And I chose to identify the I with my spirit Instead of the eye of my body, you know, or the eye of my feelings. And in this journey, 
what would happen is, if there was, if I began to have symptoms in my body, what I would begin to do is instead of talking about it to other people, I stopped doing that. That was the first thing I did. The next thing I, the Lord encouraged me to do is to begin to speak to your mountain. So I would, the, the, what Jesus did, when there was a fig tree, he cursed it. Yeah? Because it wasn't producing fruit. He cursed it. And I realized there is a way that you and I can release our faith by either releasing, because the Bible says the power of the tongue is what? Is the, the, the power, life and death is found in the power of the tongue. So, I be, if there was anything in my body that I knew was not in my spirit, the moment I would feel something, I would curse it. I would say, I curse the root cause of this feeling I have in my body. Or I, I, whatever it is, I would curse it. I would just speak to it. And then I would choose to act as if I was okay, even if I wasn't feeling it. And what would begin to happen is my recovery rate, normally if I had a cold, if it was a cold or a sickness, something like that, that would last for a week, it shifted from a week to maybe uh, four days, and then to two days. Until now, I can say to you that although there are symptoms that may knock on, on the door of my body, it doesn't manifest. And if, it do, if there is something that was there, after maybe a few hours at best, it goes. It goes. I do not get sick. And you don't have to either. You can ask my wife. I do not get sick. I've chosen not to allow this thing that seeks to enter or find a way in my body to manifest and materialize. And you don't have to either. You don't have to either. There's another lady who, uh, a famous woman of God who's probably unknown and unseen. In, in her teenage years, she would serve and kind of, one day she would felt horrible, all sorts of sick, just everything was going wrong. And she was like, God, there's a Bible study this evening, and oh, I think I'm going to cancel. And he said, but what have I said about you? What, what have I said about what was going on in your body? And, you, and he, she said, well, you said that I'm, I'm healed. So then he, he said, well, well, agree with me, because that's always true. Remember, I'm not lying, because I'm actually just, she was just actually choosing to align with what's true in her spirit. So it's always true. You're not lying. You're just declaring the truth. And choosing to identify with that reality. Amen? So she said, well, I'm, I'm healed. So, she, so he said, well, if you're healed, then you should, have your, you should do the Bible study, right? And she realized the coin drop. So she went around preparing, doing everything. Her body was poof, in, in a war. Everything that could go wrong was going wrong. Just going from bad to worse. And she's trying to clean the windows and prepare and speak. By the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. Everything was, by the stripes of Jesus, I was, I'm healed. And then one minute before the, before the start of the Bible study, when they're about to knock on the door, just as she opens the door, all the symptoms disappeared. And not just that, listen to this. Over the next 40 years, she would travel from nation to nation to nation. 
She would eat all kinds of different foods. You know, all sorts of different things. She, rats and cats and bats. I mean, you name it. The good, the bad and the ugly. I mean, when you're in the mission field and they offer you something, you know, for the sake of being polite. I mean, the Bible says you will even, if, if, a sna- if, if, if a snake bites you, it won't harm you. So even if you eat something dodgy. She would eat all sorts of things. And not once was she sick. Not once for the, for the 40 years of ministry. And even now, she just doesn't get sick. I'm trying to present to you a reality that is available. It's locked up on the inside. And it can come out when we develop the habit of speaking and choosing to agree and align with who you are on the inside. Repeat after me. As Jesus is, right now, so am I. As Jesus is, right now, so am I. Next slide. As Jesus is, right now, so am I. God wants us to cultivate the culture of speaking. It is in your mouth. This is, the, this is where the game changes. This is the game changer. This is where the rubber, you know, as the saying goes, the rubber, is it, the rubber hits the ground running. You know, this, it's about what you say. Confess the word and learn to speak things in alignment with it. And you will just tap into a power that is far greater than what you can imagine. You and I, we're just like Jesus. And you start thinking, well, does Jesus get sick? No. Sickness is not going to mess with Jesus. It keeps his distance. Is Jesus depressed? No. So you might be feeling depressed. But then you look at Jesus and you say, you know what? In spite of what I feel, as Jesus is right now, so am I. As Jesus is filled with joy, right now I'm filled with joy. As Jesus is filled with peace, right now I'm filled with peace. And you can be saying it even if your mind is full of confusion. But what you're doing with your words is you're redirecting the attention of your focus from what you're going through to what the Word of God is saying. Redirecting the attention of your focus to, to what you who you are in your spirit. It's a constant reality. You are full of joy in your spirit because Jesus is. You are full of peace in your spirit because Jesus is. You are full of life and vitality in your spirit because Jesus is. You are full of power in your spirit because Jesus is. The Bible says God has given you a spirit of love, a spirit of power, a spirit of a sound mind. And if you can begin to learn to cultivate that tongue so that you, you speak what God said. As he is, now so am I. If you find yourself in an addiction, whether it's pornography, whether it's, it's, it's tobacco, whether it's drugs, um, listen, begin to say, now I'm free from the control of p- pornography. Now I'm free from the control of tobacco. Thank you, Jesus, for as you are right now, so am I. And even if you find yourself in the middle of doing what you shouldn't be doing, just keep on saying it. Just keep on saying it. Just keep, because I promise you, if you can hold on to that word, you are given permission for that, for your spirit man to begin to rise up. You know, the Bible says of Jacob, Jacob, he had been, he, he had lost his favorite son, Joseph. And you know, he had two names. One name was Jacob, 
representing his flesh, the deceiver. The, the other name was Israel, representing the prince. And he had, he had received report. Funnily enough, it was a lie he believed. And the report was that his son had died. He had been killed by a bear or something like that. And, the, and, and when he heard that something in him, it's like he, he lost his breath. He was a broken man. And, and, and many years later, down the line, where now he's, 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 he's nervous about losing Benjamin because now they're hungry and they're looking for food. And he doesn't want to let Benjamin, the, the youngest son, go. And he sends the, the, the other brothers to, to, to food, to find food in Egypt. And his brothers bring back the report. And the, the report is actually, Joseph, your son, is alive. You know what it says of it? You know what it says? The Bible says, for a while, he's referred to as Jacob. But when he heard this, and he ended up believing it, he said, and Israel stood up. Israel stood up. When, he, when are you going to stand up? When is the new, the real you? When are you going to give permission to stand up? Because when you begin, when you begin to speak what, what God has says of you, which is a constant reality, which is what, who you are in your spirit, Jesus, you're given your spirit man the ability to stand up. The ability to begin to express himself. The ability to begin to say, now, now you're calling upon what God has placed on the inside of you. Now you're tapping into your power. Who told you? You know, there's a lie. You know, when, when Adam and Eve found themselves in the garden and, they, and, and they're running from God, the, one of the first things God says to them is, who told you you were naked? I didn't tell you that. Who told you you were sick? I didn't tell you that. Who told you you were poor? I didn't tell you that. Who told you that you were depressed? I didn't tell you that. Who told you that you can't? I didn't tell you that. What I've told you is I've given you the mind of Christ. What I've said is that you are healed by the stripes of Jesus. And what I've told you is that you are the head and not the tail. What I've told you is that you walk and operate in the power of Jesus Christ. Who told you? Who told you? Whose report will you believe? Whose report will you believe? This is the year where you, you and I, we're going to agree with God. Amen. We're going to agree with God. Use your mouth. The power of life and death. You know, there's a, there's a thing where powers align. You, know, a, you can begin to align powers. There's a power in your tongue where you are speaking. Okay, life and death. There is a power in the word of God. It is the most powerful force in existence. There is a power when you believe. How do I know that? Because it says, Jesus said, if you believe all Things are possible if you believe. If you believe, which means our possibilities are not determined by what anyone says of us, but our possibilities are determined by what we are willing to believe. So what, how would, what would it look like if you were aligned the power of your words, the power of life and death, and the power of the word, and the power of your belief into one direction? What would that look like when powers align? Oh, that's a sign within itself. When powers align, the powers that God has invested on the inside of you, when they begin to align, nothing on earth will be able to stop it. Nothing. Because you and I, we were made to walk in dominion. We were made to be living demonstrations of Jesus upon this earth. As he is right now, so are you and I. So are we. So are we. So are we. Amen.
And, 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 and here's the encouragement that God is, God is trying to say, it doesn't matter what you're going through, right? Your answer is found in identifying with my son Jesus. Because he has already won the victory on, 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 all, on, all, on all counts. He overcame the world. He overcame the enemy. He overcame sin. He overcame absolutely anything that you and I could be afraid of. He's overcome. And, you and, I, and God is saying, identify with him. Look to him and say, this is me. And you might think, well, but you know, I'm not quite sure about this. Like, ah, oh, I just don't. There isn't that change. I don't feel. You know, you can. Uh, the, the young, um, two things I wanted to say before drawing to a close. First thing is this: Youngie Joe, the pastor of the biggest church, what used to be the pastor of the biggest church in the world. A lady came to him and said, "I've got cancer." And you know what he said? He just gave her this instruction. He said, "Go up the mountain and write a thousand times." By the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. How was it? So she did. And she came back healed. And all he was trying to do is to get her to believe what was already true. Because he knows that whatever you repeatedly speak, whatever you repeatedly hear, you'll believe. Repetition. By constantly repeating something that's true, you eventually will believe it. Amen? So, so if you are at that place of saying, you know, I've tried this, I've tried that, I've tried that, I've tried that. My encouragement is, and even right now, you can tap into that, you can tap into what God has placed in your spirit right now. It's not something that, can, that has to take time. But one thing I, can, I know for sure is, if this is something that you're willing to commit to, the ability to believe and to speak, believe and to speak, or speak God's word only, you and I, you will begin to experience a life like you've never experienced before. Because your spirit man will begin to express himself. And Jesus will be seen in your life. Jesus will be seen through your life. And I just declare that over you right now, that this is your year of confession. Confessing the word of God. Confessing that as Jesus is right now, so am I. If Jesus is healthy, now so I'm healthy. If Jesus Jesus is free from the control of, of, of sexual morality. I'm free from the control of sexual morality. If Jesus is free from the, free, from the addiction to tobacco, I'm free from the, from the addiction to tobacco. If Jesus is free from the control of sickness, I am free from the control of sickness. Declare that. Begin to, to use your mouth to speak what God has said of you. You know, this Wednesday, you've been encouraged to, 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 to come to church for a night of, 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 of prayer. A night where, where I believe you've got promise cards that you've been encouraged to bring. These promises are promises that where, where you, you, you're writing things where maybe God, the promises of God, God's placed on your heart. And, he, and also you've been encouraged to bring something, bring a seed. You think about, you know what, this time of the year, uh, like, I don't know, I'm quite quite busy, there's things going on. You, you need to ask yourself, but as he is, now so am I. Is Jesus generous now? Yes, so I am generous. Would Jesus go, the Bible says he would, he would pray regularly, he would attend, he would go to the synagogue regularly. Make it your custom to come to the house of the Lord. Amen. I want to encourage every single person here as, a, as an act of saying, you know what? I am going to align with what Jesus says of me. I'm coming this Wednesday. I'm coming to give. I'm coming to sow. I'm coming with my promise. I, 
and if you haven't heard the word of the of the year, listen to the, to the message that Chujif has preached, so that it comes down, gets down into your spirit. Because I promise you, if there is one man who does believe in you, it's him. He believes in you. And, he, and he, he will tell you and encourage you to do things that might seem uncomfortable, but he's encouraging you to step out the boat. Because you're not, this church is not an ordinary church. Amen? You are extraordinary. And if you're extraordinary, you cannot be treated like anyone else. You know, the, 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 the temp, you know what they wanted to do for Samson. You know what they wanted to do for Samson? They wanted to cut his hair so that he could become just like any other man. And the pattern of this world is so that you and I can become just like everyone else. Just like any other man. But as Jesus is now, so are you in this world. That's your reality. Don't, don't, don't hide from it. Don't shy away. Don't, don't, don't shrink back. But say, no, this is me. As Jesus is right now. So am I in this world. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. There might be someone in this crowd who is thinking, well, well, because I didn't mention before that it's for those who believe in Jesus. When you believe in Jesus, something happens where Jesus, he transforms you on the inside of your spirit. He gives you a new life. And he elevates you. And he makes you become everything that he is. Here's the plumb line. You are, apart from the the preeminence of Jesus, as a believer, you are everything Jesus is. And you are nothing that he's not. You are everything Jesus is. And you are nothing that he's not. So if you haven't spent a lot of time in the word and you're still trying to figure out, well, you know, what is Jesus? Just think, hang on a minute. Look at your experience, look at what you're going through, and saying, does it line up with Jesus? And begin to say, I am everything Jesus is, and I am nothing that he is not. So so if there's anyone here who wants to receive Jesus, it will be the greatest decision you could ever make. I promise you this. At work, I work at a school. A lady just came to me, just saying I wanted to talk to you. I said, okay. And she just poured out her heart. She began telling me the challenges that she's been going through, emotional challenges, relational challenges. And I said, I can give you what, I could tell you what you want to hear, or I could tell you something that could change your life. And in a very short conversation, she gave her life to Jesus. I haven't really spoken to her before about things of God. I don't really recall praying for her. It just happened. And her testimony is, even now she says, I feel lighter. Everything's changed. The problem that I had with the relationship problem, the hurt, the pain is all gone. I promise you this. There are some things that will happen instantly and there are some things that can happen progressively. But if you give your life to Jesus and you receive him, he will change you. He will give you his life. He will give you his freedom. He will give you everything that you could never attain by your own effort or strength. So with eyes closed, the first thing I want to offer is this invitation. 
of experiencing something new. In fact, you're not experiencing something new. You're experiencing someone new. And his name is Jesus. And he wants to totally transform you from the inside out. And first, he lands in your spirit. If this is you, and you would like to receive Jesus, so that you can say too, as he is right now, so am I. I want to encourage you just to raise your hand. Is there anyone here that would like to receive Jesus? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. I want to move on to say, for those of us that are here, I believe that we all are born again, sons of God, children of God. If what I have said has ministered to you, and the Lord has spoken to you, and actually this is something that you want to make a commitment to, which is actually a commitment to faith, because the Bible says we believe with our heart, we confess with our mouth. (laughs) It's not a work to agree with God. If you want to agree with Him today, and you want to see some things changed in your life, I want to encourage you to stand up first and foremost. Just to say, yep, I'm not going to give up. Israel is going to rise. This year I'm, I'm, I'm changing what I'm saying. I'm changing what I'm saying. And I'm not saying that, you know, as a result you have to be fake and, like, fake and phony and like try and cover up. God can give you wisdom. I believe in that. But let's make an intentional choice to cultivate the habit of speaking God's word. Agreeing with him. No matter what the cost. You might look silly for a few minutes. You might look silly in front, in front, of, in front of some people. Oh, he's in self-denial. He's this, he's that. But let them have their moment. Because when they see you with the evidence, because faith brings the evidence. Faith is working. And at some point, he's going to materialize and manifest the evidence of what you've been speaking from within your spirit. And say, pa, here it is for the world to see. Something I would like for you to do is in whatever area you, can, you want to see change, okay, I'm just going to be saying right now. Okay, I'm going to say as Jesus is, right now, so am I, all right? And as I say it, you can be saying it, but also you can be saying what it is you want to see manifest. What it is that you want to see materialize from your spirit. Whether it's life, whether it's joy, whether it's peace, whether it's freedom, whether it's healing. You can begin to, 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 to say it. You know, one of the things that God said to Abraham, you know, when he didn't have any kids and he was just a father. He says, I want to change your name. Begin calling yourself Abraham, not Abram. Abram is highly exalted father. Abraham is father of many nations. See, so Abraham began to do that. With no children. He was saying, I'm the father of many nations. 
I'm the father of many nations. No evidence. I'm the father of many nations. Hi, I'm the father of many nations. And people will be like, huh? Why are you children? I'm the father of many nations. He chose to identify himself. God was trying to get him to change what he believed. Begin to identify yourself with Jesus. Amen. If it's, if, if, if it's I am healed because Jesus is healed, let that be your confession. In the morning, in the midday, in the afternoon. If it's I am joyful, I am free from the control of, as Jesus is, right now, I am. So we begin to say, as Jesus is. Repeat after me, as Jesus is. As Jesus is. Right now, I'm healed. I'm healthy. I'm whole. As Jesus is. Right now, I'm free from the control of immorality, tobacco, drugs. Right now, as Jesus is, I'm dead to sin, dead to the things of this world. I'm alive to God. I'm alive to heaven. I'm alive to the things of God right now. I just as Jesus is, I am confident, I am bold, I am led by a spirit of love, by a spirit of grace. Right now, as Jesus is, I am free, I am free, I am free, I am free. Right now, as Jesus is. Satan can't touch me. Satan can't touch me. Right now, as Jesus is, so am I. Now I heal the sick. Now I raise the dead. Now I turn water into wine. Now signs and wonders follow me. Now I'm a miracle worker. Now I affect change. Now the blind see when I place my hands on them. Now, as Jesus is, now so am I. Now so am I. Now so am I. In this world, now so am I. Hallelujah. Shantaya Rabataya. Avia la Bromtia. Mapia la Anta. Repaina Pai la Pab. Ekatai rivintaya, repay la pai la pab, ma pay la pab. Right now the power of, of hell is broken. Right now the power of the enemy is broken. Right now the power of generational curses are broken. Right now the power of darkness is broken. Right now the power of sickness is broken. Right now the power of blindness is broken. Right now the power of indifference is broken. Now, 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 now you arise and shine for your light has come. Now you break forth. Now your healing springs forth speedily. Now, now, now. Now, now. And Israel stand up. Now, now. Oh, Christ in you, let him stand up. 
This is the year where you change your confession. And agree with me. Who has believed the report of the Lord? Have you? Receive it now in Jesus' name. I decree and declare also over this this church that as your confessions align with God, your life will never be the same. This ministry will never be the same. As you come under more and more the authority of the leader God has placed in, in this church, the Bible says, believe God and believe also his prophets. And Sujif is a prophet. And there's a reason why he said, come this Wednesday, assemble. Jesus said, to his, the angel said to Mary, when, when, just after Jesus had, been, had risen from the dead, he said, the disciples, they need to meet with Jesus at Galilee. There I'll be waiting for them. There is an appointed time. This Wednesday is an appointed time. God is calling you to come. Come with what God's placed in your heart. Come with the promises of, 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 of God on the, on the cards. Come expecting that great things are going to happen. Because now, as Jesus is, so are you. Begin to picture what that would look like. Imagine in your environment, just to, as if Jesus is walking in your environment, what would happen? What would happen? And imagine you affecting that change. Wherever you are, as Jesus is changing things, you're changing things. As Jesus heals, you're healing. Begin to get a picture of what it actually looks like experientially for Jesus to be evident in your life in such a way that everyone will say, what is it that you have? I want it. For nations to be drawn to your light. Now, make it present. Now, now I'm different. Now I'm not the same. Now I'm bold. Now I'm free. Now I'm just like Jesus. And I'll never be the same again.